Welcome to the It Starts at Birth podcast. My name is Mark Flatt. And my name is Faith Flatt. And we're thrilled to be here together today to talk about everything that affects women all throughout their pregnancies and the birthing process and how culture comes in and often plays a discouraging role for women and hopefully to do something about that. Right, Mark? Yeah, that's right, Faith. Faith and I have been married for, what, at least 10 years now. The truth is, you know, we've had quite a few unique experiences. Um, We've had two children, um, one at a hospital and the other one at home in the bathtub. And that unique experience is something that we want to share with you guys, just kind of give you a little background about who we are, um, why we're here, uh, what the point of this podcast is, what our goal is, um, our past experience, like I mentioned, and what our goal for the future of this podcast is. Yeah, Mark, we have been married over 10 years now, um, about 13 almost. And um, in that time period, we've brought two children into the world and uh, those are experiences are something that we'd love to share uh, with everyone because it's given us an interest and a passion for the unique problems that face American women or women in the United States as they're pregnant and they enter the birthing process and they take that journey. And uh, one of the things that we want to do today on our podcast is just first of all share who we are, um, why we're here, what our goal with this podcast is, and then tell that story in a little bit more depth of the difference in the two births that um, that we've experienced bringing our daughters, Alexis and Avonlea, into the world. Well, we really appreciate everybody taking the time to join us. Um, this is going to be a daily podcast. Our goal is to give a lot of insight into the process, the decisions that need to be made um, to be empowered during the birthing process. And one of the really exciting things about this podcast is um, in December, um, we found out Faith is pregnant again for our third child. Um, It's going to be our first child in over a decade. And so for that reason, we're in a spot where we're having to relook at a lot of the, the different decisions and a lot of the different researches that we've done in the past. And we want to share that information with you as we go through this process. It's an incredibly exciting time of our lives, um, a time where a lot of change is going through. Um, Faith has a sister who is pregnant also. And so as all of this information is coming up, our goal is to share it with you. And, you know, we don't really know who all is going to listen, but that's not really um, something we're too worried about. Our number one focus right now is to give the research and the information that we find as we find it to anybody who is willing to take the time to listen. And for that reason, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen. Um, We know that we're new to this, and so it's going to take us a little bit of time to work out all the kinks. But in the end, um, our heart is really all about, at this point, just sharing information and empowering women. Um, We really appreciate you taking the time to join us for It Starts at Birth. And... You know, we're looking forward to seeing where this leads us. If you've come to this podcast, it's likely that you are either expecting a child or you've been through the birthing process in the United States and you found it uh, to be confusing and you're perhaps looking for information and perspective. One of the things that brought Mark and I to the point of wanting to put a podcast out there and gather 
or rather share the information that we've had to gather over the last few months in our third pregnancy is because there is a lot of information out there. It's very confusing. It's hard to find exactly what you're looking for. A lot of it is designed to make you feel very scared and nervous and to lead you and funnel you into one way of thinking. And that came as quite a surprise to both of us because as Mark mentioned, this is our first pregnancy or our third pregnancy, but it's been a decade since we had our last child. So I felt that in my mid-30s, I would be a very confident, expectant mother. I really believed that the lessons I had learned between my first two pregnancies and birthing experiences gave me a vision for what I wanted in my third pregnancy. But pregnancy is a time that makes you really be cautious and want answers and to think about everything you're doing and why you're doing it and are you doing it in the best way possible. And that's great. That's part of our instinct as women. And that's also something that we should be able to trust when we're pregnant. But I was very surprised again, coming into the situation, believing I would have a strong level of confidence um, to pursue the path that I would like for my third pregnancy. And I was bombarded with the way our culture is quite against um, different ways of thinking when it comes to pregnancy and birth. That left me feeling really discouraged. So I did what I love to do in both my work and uh, life in general, as I started reading a lot, doing a lot of research to make sure that the decisions I was making weren't just based off of my own experiences, although I trusted those, but also off of data and research. And that really led me to a place to realize the best data and the best research is kind of hidden and very hard to find out there in as far as what is best for your pregnancies and what's best for your birth. It's kind of hidden under a cultural agenda, the agenda of um, industries all around pregnant women. There are a lot of industries built around uh, pregnancy and birth. And so um, in this episode, we just want to take a minute to tell you kind of who we are and what we're going to be tackling. Yeah, Faith, that's right. Our number one goal is to empower people with information. Um, There's a lot of decisions that are made in this time. And there are things that, you know, like you said, you felt really confident about until you were having to make those decisions again. Things like searching for the right provider and how to ask the right questions. Um, You know, like you mentioned, data is a really important part to not just like what we're doing here, but really what you do with your day job. And so having that research and being able to back it up with data is something that we really want to look at. There's a lot of research in the United States that's incomplete, but there's research from all around the world that has really, can really point us in the right direction so that we can help make, help um, us make informed decisions and help other people also make informed decisions. Um, things like the proper workout plan and how to stay in shape. Um, also, one thing um, that I noticed that you are constantly talking to your sister about is stretch mark creams, things like that. Like, what can you do to um, give yourself like the best possible pregnancy and not just the best pregnancy, but how can you empower yourself to make the right types of decisions that make you feel empowered during the birthing process? And that's what we're all about. Um, We don't think that, you know, we know everything and we're not trying to tell everybody that there is one right way to do things, but we want to provide people with the information 
that lets them be empowered to make it, um, to make the decisions so that they have the birthing process that they choose and not one that has, is chosen for them by people they don't know. And that's the number one key to this whole thing. Um, obviously, you know, we're going to make some mistakes during this process, but, you know, our goal is not to be perfect. Our goal is to give everybody information. And with that information, they can do whatever they want. And that's our goal. You know, Mark, one of the dangerous things about living inside of the information age is that it can really lull us into feeling like we're able to make informed decisions because we do Google searches and we see a lot of opinions that are very similar and it can uh, make us feel well informed. But as you said, often that can lead you rather to a place where your decisions are kind of chosen for you and you're led along a path rather than getting to uh, decide a path for yourself. So from every issue that faces pregnant uh, women and those who are expecting, such as, should I exercise? Um, Should I use this type of cream? Is this type of chemical okay for my body? Um, Is this type of food okay for me to eat? How should I give birth? What type of birthing plan is correct for me? We want to take time on this podcast to give you a broader perspective of the options available so that you don't feel trapped in the web trap, feeling like, well, so many people say this is the way to do it, this is the only way to do it, Uh, when in fact, all around the world, mothers have been able to bring children into the world, and there are different ways of doing things than just what you'll find online here in this country. Uh, One of the things that you'll often hear is, you know, don't lift over a certain amount of um, weight when you're pregnant. And one of my sisters, as Mark mentioned, I have a sister who's pregnant, but I have many sisters, um, which is partly what gives me a passion for this. I've always loved um, communicating with other women, challenging the status quo that women have to face. Um, But one of my sisters said to me, you know, it's just crazy that women are told you can't lift over a certain amount when you know that Native American women uh, were having to work out in the field. And so many women through the centuries have had to go out and work hard, and yet they were able to successfully bring women or to bring children into the world. So history teaches us that the Victorian era restrictions that are placed still on women in many ways um, are just kind of some residue of our old Western world ways of thinking. And uh, maybe it's time to start kind of shaking those off and take a broader perspective and empower women to have a more enjoyable pregnancy and ultimately to feel empowered throughout the whole process. And that's really what brings us to why we named this podcast, It Starts at Birth. Um, This was really um, something that Faith is passionate about. And, you know, I've heard her talking so much about these things you know, and when she mentioned that the name It Starts at Birth, that really resonated with me. And I hope it resonates with you, too, because women's empowerment is something that, you know, really you can look at it on either way. Like the mother um, losing, you know, the, the right and the privilege to make the, her own choices. But also, you know, the, the one being born is born into an atmosphere and an environment where she will not have control over her own choices unless she is empowered. And that's what we're all about is empowerment. 
You may not agree with everything we say. Well, that's fine. You know, we're not going to agree with everything we say either. There's going to be times where we say things that we have to go back and, you know, give additional information or give additional perspective. But, um, you know, that's that's just a fact of the way this type of thing goes. Our goal is to be, you know, to go out all out 100 percent every time and give as much information as we can. If we make a mistake, we have no problem admitting we made a mistake and correcting ourselves. But we just want everybody to know that our goal is to give that information. And one thing Faith said um, is that this is for you know women in the United States, but really it's for women all around the world. Um, the thing that we're going to be covering specifically is some of the obstacles that women in the United States have because of information and the way that it's provided. Um, but obviously this applies to everybody um, and anybody who's having to make these types of decisions. You know, we encourage you to reach out to us and contact us. We're going to be setting up a Facebook. We're going to be setting up a Twitter account and We'd love to hear your questions. We'd love to hear your perspective. We'd, we'd love to hear any feedback whatsoever. Um, we know that not everybody's going to agree with us, but that's okay. You know, that's just how life goes. Our goal is to give information. That information can be used however people want to use it. We understand that some people will attack us for the information we give. But our goal is to simply give that information, empower people to make the choices that are right for them so that they feel like I said, empowered. And that's what this is all about. This is about empowerment. Yeah, absolutely. We would love to hear um, and be there for women all across the world. Um, One of the missions and goals we have here is to kind of highlight some of the oppressions and restrictions that are placed on women um, as they're pregnant, whether it be legally, which there are some legal restrictions that are placed on women and kind of limit their choices, limit their options when they're pregnant, when it's time to give birth. And that's something that we'll also tackle. We'll tackle deeper conversations like that as well. And so um, for those of you around the world, if you do listen to this podcast and you have struggles that you're facing, it would be so wonderful to hear from you and to know what type of obstacles you're facing in your country. One of the things that I find quite fascinating is if you go back to Seneca Falls and the Declaration of Sentiments that was um, shared there, you do not find a demand by the women and those who signed that declaration saying that it is, it is their right to choose how they give birth. That is something that really belonged to women for centuries. But in more recent time periods, um, specifically from the Victorian age into the 1950s when electric shock therapy was administered on women here in the U.S. if they had postpartum depression, Um, even as late as the 1970s, there are still stories of women who were strapped to the bed to give birth so that they would... Um, really be a lot easier for doctors to catch the baby um, and just make the process easier for the physicians rather than for women. There is all there are all sorts of ways that women are really oppressed when it comes to the birthing process and they're very much disrespected throughout their pregnancy journey. So that is one of the major reasons that we're here, is to just 
remind everyone that those decades, those experiences aren't that long past, and hopefully to bring reflection upon what's going on right now. And if we don't um, talk about it, if we don't take the power back that we used to have in many ways, and that's been stolen from us, what might things look like for our daughters in a decade or several decades? Um, And how can we just kind of help make sure that the pregnancy experience gets better for women? Because as Mark said, it starts at birth. If you don't have complete control of your pregnancy and your birthing experience, then what rights do you have as a woman? We have gained many rights, but if you don't have that basic right, then something is very wrong. And likewise, um, we know as well that for girls, the oppression begins at birth as well. So we need to really take back that um, sacred experience and gain the power so that when our daughters are born, they have more rights in the next generation, more options, more choices, rather than less. And this is a very important area, of course, to make sure that things get better and don't degrade in our lifetime. Yeah, one of the things that we mentioned earlier was the two different birthing experiences that we had with each of our daughters. Um, Our first daughter, she was born in a hospital and I think that left Faith in a spot where she felt like she wasn't really in complete control. And so when our second daughter was being born, or when she, she was pregnant with our second daughter, we decided to look into different options. And through that, we were able to find some really, really amazing people who taught us the rights and the choices that we had and taught us how we could make our own decisions. And through that process, um, even though we were really um, surprised with how quickly our second daughter, you know, arrived, um, it was within, I, I want to say a couple hours of labor, and we weren't able to even call the midwife to let her know that the baby was on the way. Um, she came out very quickly. We, we were at, you know, at home and we called the midwife after the birth and said, the baby is here. It was amazing because the information that we were provided with in the time we were preparing gave us enough where we were confident that we could handle it with or without help. And, you know, that that was such a different experience than what we had at first, where it was sort of like, just arrive here and we'll get the baby out of you, versus we understood that this is a natural process that is something that can, that has been done um, for thousands of years. And people don't need to necessarily be um, either induced or uh, medicated during the process that the body will take care of itself. And if you embrace the fact that it's a natural process, then you have the opportunity to recognize that um, that this process will be okay with or without help. Now, I'm not saying every time. There are certain times when you know it's important to work with medical professionals. Um, and generally speaking, if you talk to the people who are... Um, like um, midwives who are um, who understand this, they will always point you in the right direction. These are professionals. Um, they make it their their job, their life calling to help women, and they're not in it to put anybody in danger. And so when we recognize that you know it was a natural process and we just needed to trust the process, then it gave us this empowerment, and that's what we're about. Um, you know, 
there's there's a lot of information that they shared with us that over time, you know, has kind of slipped from our minds. And, you know, at, at this point, as we're uncovering it again, that's what we want to share with you. Because in the end, those amazing people um, really helped us feel confident and feel secure and understand that everything would be okay with or without medical professionals helping us. And that was such a blessing. It was such an amazing time. Um, I actually had the chance to deliver our youngest daughter, and that was something that I had never anticipated doing. It wasn't something that we went into it planning on doing, but, you know, as things, you know, played out, that's what needed to happen, and the information that we were provided with us with made us feel like we were okay, and when you feel like you're okay in that situation, then there's no panic, and when you don't panic during that time, that's really what gives you the opportunity to do things your way. And that's what this is all about. Empowerment through information, empowerment through knowledge, empowerment through research. As different and um, kind of out there as those two birthing stories might be and as far apart as they are from the other, you know, one birth in a hospital, one birth in what would really be considered kind of an emergency situation uh, with our second child at home, but what was actually turned out to be an incredibly peaceful and amazing experience for both my husband and I. Um, As crazy as those seem, the awesome news that we've found in researching over the last uh, few months is that data supports that that secondary type of birthing process is a great option and an option that should be available to women. And the point is not that women should never be induced, not that women should never uh, utilize an OBGYN over a midwife. There are some uh, circumstances where that is the best option for a cer- for certain types of pregnancies. And for any woman who wants to have an epidural or um, have any type of medical procedure, that's okay. The point of this podcast is not to say this is the way to birth because that's what people do right now. Right now, our culture says this is the way that you're supposed to birth, and if you don't follow this process, then we're going to make you feel a little bit scared. We're going to make you feel like you're doing the wrong thing. This is everything from the medical industry to the media to the culture that's been ingrained in women. You have a conversation with um, a woman And you say, hey, I want to tell you about my natural childbirth. It was amazing. And very likely you're going to get what I've heard famous models say is that, you know what? Like, I don't want to hear about your natural childbirth. I think women should just support women doing it their own way. I agree with the second part. Women should support women doing it their own way. But if I come to someone and I say, let me tell you about my birth with the epidural. It was so easy. I recommend this. No one's going to attack you. And one of the things I feel strongly about in a lot of areas in my life, um, in just observing when something is wrong, is often uh, when the majority or the mob stands up to uh, quiet anybody that has a certain type of opinion. And 
That opinion that is often shut out in this country most often is the opinion that women can give birth naturally. Women can have an amazing experience uh, doing things a little bit differently throughout their pregnancy and deliver healthy babies. So this is a conversation, location, a safe place to have that um, conversation, a good platform to make sure that new opinions, or not even new, some of these are ancient opinions, still have a voice. And that um, women have the choice to have an epidural, have the choice to use an OBGYN or a midwife, but also to make sure that the choice is always there. Because you may be surprised with some of the facts that we're able to share on this podcast. There have been times in very recent history where your choice to have a vaginal birth was being consistently discussed by the medical industry to actively remove from you. Your choice to not have a cesarean was on the table, and you may have lost that choice. Just because the medical industry says this is the way we're doing it right now doesn't necessarily mean it's the right thing for you. And we just want to bring attention to those serious subjects as well as making you feel really comfortable with working out throughout your pregnancy with a few simple guidelines and simple conversations like that. So here on It Starts at Birth, that's really the focus is to make you feel empowered, to inform you, and to hopefully have conversations with all of our listeners um, who want to bring attention to different things that have been challenging for you in your pregnancies or ways that you felt oppressed and restricted, this is a place to shatter the oppression, to shatter the restrictions, and to say, hey, we have a safe place to talk about um, making change that will hopefully last and make changes for our daughters. And that's what we're all about here, um, not just you know on this podcast, but really in our own lives. Um, our goal is to look at the side that isn't getting a fair shake, and hopefully put it on equal footing. You know, we aren't experts; um, we're not medical professionals. But um, you know, in the end, if um, both sides were being properly represented, then there wouldn't be any need for us to you know stand up and try to explain the other side. So our goal is just to put it on equal footing. Um, like we said, this is about empowerment through information, knowledge, data. Um, we're going to go through it all. Um, you know, And that's what this is about. We're going to go through a lot of information about the history of childbirth throughout the different podcasts. Um, we're going to talk more about our own experiences and how that can translate and give other people information. Our goal is simply to challenge the status quo. We are here to empower people. Um, and we want to give them the information that lets them feel um, like they can handle whatever comes their way. Because, because a lot of times there's this threat that if something goes wrong and you made a decision that was toward the natural realm, then you're responsible as if those, those problems would never have happened if you had gone to a hospital. And that's an illusion and it needs to be discussed and that's our goal. Um, so that's a little bit about who we are. And why we're here um, and that's what we're all about and we're going to continue to put out podcasts throughout face pregnancy and hopefully um, through this process we can continue to do this even afterwards there's a lot of decisions that we have um, coming up as far as provider 
um, providers go. Faith has already found one she likes here, and that's great. Um, but we are in the process of moving. So she's going to have to go through those decisions again. And that's something that we would like to share with everybody as that happens. Um, there's so many different um, preconceived notions that about what it means to have a home birth. And that's just, I think that in the end, um, that's what we're looking to explain. Not that it's the only way to go, but like I said, if there was equal information that empowered people both ways, then there would be no need for us to go ahead and stand up and talk about the reasons that we're making the choices and the choices that we're making. But since that information isn't out there in a way that's equal, our goal is to help just bring it a little bit more equal. And if we can do that for anybody out there, even just one person, then we feel like we've done our purpose. And if this can impact more than a few people's lives, then that's a blessing that we're not even trying to imagine. But we understand that due to the format of what a podcast is, um, the fact that pretty much anybody with a cell phone has access to this, you know, there's no way we can really anticipate where the information will go or how many people it will affect. But like I said, if it just affects one person and it gives them um, power in the moment, then that's what we're looking for. That'll be satisfying for us. And that's why we're doing this. And well, I just want to let you know one more time that you're listening to that It Starts at Birth podcast. My name is Mark Flat. And my name is Faith Flat, and I'm so glad that you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. Hopefully you feel a little bit excited uh, that you will perhaps get some perspective for the moment, that you'll get a fresh perspective. And um, we really just hope to make the process of finding information in a fresh way really streamlined rather than having to play whack-a-mole with information and search here and there. The It Starts at Birth podcast is really a centralized location for you to hear all about uh, your crazy questions and serious concerns throughout this journey. And we hope that you'll join us tomorrow as we jump right in and start tackling some of those fun subjects that I'm certainly facing here in my second trimester. And I know that they're subjects that I've had to do quite a bit of research to feel comfortable about moving forward. And I'd love to share that information with you. Thank you for joining us on the It Starts at Birth podcast. Join us tomorrow.